I analyze the games that we love, headlines and music, the movies we can't forget. I am those ones that burns my kind of first day which is not even simply on for this one, but I'm joined by a special guest, Max Pignon. He's been on for past times and obviously one of the biggest Heat fans we I know, so I had to have him on for this episode. So thank you for being on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it as always. I love coming on with you guys. Uh, great time to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> perfect time it could have been, been you know could have been <laughs> win or misery exactly winning and misery yep yep those are the two well we have a lot of topics to get in for this episode obviously we're, we're gonna we're gonna cover some uh some nba topics a finals preview and in the second half we're sure. gonna do a review of the movie air but to start off with miami's uh, game seven road win in boston caleb martin's um significant performance uh, the heat won 103 to 84 jimmy butler scored 28 points with Caleb Martin having 26 points and 10 rebounds. Um, and an- another major development in the game, obviously, was Tatum turning his ankle on the first play of the game and only having 14 points and 11 rebounds. Um, but to you, what did you think about this Miami win? Obviously, losing three straight, there was the pressure of them possibly being the first team to blow a 3-0, com- 3-0 um, uh, lead. And especially in the Eastern Conference Finals, them kind of still finding a way in a hostile environment to, to pull this out. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know... When you're a sports fan, you always have those moments when you're like, "All right, all we need to do is this." Let me get back into it, you know. And usually, you're you're you start on losing end, right. and you're working your way up. And so it just it was just kind of weird being in that position, you know, when the Heat were up three zero. But you know, like like they said, it was it was just about that that mental toughness and just forgetting about. I think it was different too when you hear, you know that. Uh, even Charles Broccoli spoke about one of his old coaches giving a talk after, you know, one of their losses and be like, we're going to, we're going to do this. And like, you know, the way he spoke with confidence, you know, it gave the team some confidence, you know what I'm saying? So I think when, you know, Spo came out game six, and was like, we're ready, we're ready to run it back right now. Yeah. You know, like, cause I mean, it's, it's like one of those things is like, you know. You know, NCAA is one of those things. That was things very telling. That was very telling for Spolstra right after game six. He seemed like very yeah, confident, yeah, yeah. Like, like he fig- like he's figured an adjustment out. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I think it's just a bad way to lose a game. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, somebody pulled up from three or whatever and dropped it on you. It was just like you didn't box out. Like that, like you can't have that on your, your, uh, your resume. That's going to be a stain, you know, on, on your career for the rest of your life. You know, but uh, it it was pretty. It was tough. You know, I, I follow Miami Heat. I remember when the Heat were down, I think two zero to Dallas, Dwayne Wade's first uh, championship. Yep, they won and, for three. You know, someone's like, "You think the Heat's gonna do it?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I think so." It's just like that. Dwayne Wade just had that it factor. Like, yes. I don't know what like you know people talk about. People say uh, analytics now, but like Pat Riley has to be like a machine. To oh, find yeah. these guys and so it just like it gave me that you know you know it was like that feeling you know you know the, the, like Miami Miami was down 2-0 and, and and people didn't believe in them and Dwayne Wade willed them back and you know it, unfortunately you know, he, he had to you know go to these three losses in a row but I think it just shows something different you know like I feel like I honestly felt like if they would have won game six it would have just not been it was just, I was, I mean, I was really upset by how the game was called. It was just like uneven and just. Yeah, the officiating has been It was just fighting. weird, man. I'm just like, come on, man. Just, if y'all gonna let them play, let them play. But, you know, I think, I think the, the guys did really good, like, forgetting game six, coming back game seven and just like, 
oh, we, we, we've been here before. It's like, you know, they have to have their backs against the wall, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they really did. And I mean, another part of this is the fact that, you know, Tyler Hero hasn't been with them. And they've had players like, you know, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent. Like, how much did that surprise you that those guys kind of like, Butler obviously had a good series, but it almost felt as though Caleb Martin was even more important in terms of just like having the impressive mm-hmm. performances throughout the series. Well, I started seeing, I think in the first series, I started noticing how Caleb Martin was playing. And it was just like, because last year, you remember, if you remember, it was just like, he had the length, you know, athleticism. You know, I was hoping he yanded on more people this this playoffs. <laughs> but, you know, it's a thing of, it's there's a, there's a fine line, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Ja, you can jump up and do all these cool things, but it's like you gotta you gotta have that balance, you know what I'm saying? And so last year Caleb Martin was always getting in foul trouble, and so we couldn't really see his effectiveness on defensive end. He's got long arms, he can jump. But this year, it's like first series, I started seeing like how he's playing defense. And it's just like, you know, like working his way up, you know what I'm saying? And and uh, you know, even look at, you know, sidebars, it's like Highsmith coming in and the way he was playing defense, I'm just like, you can watch in real time, like you can see like what's about to happen. The way he's, yeah, his eyes are moving, his body is moving, and he made some crazy plays. It's just like, uh, but Caleb Martin, like I, I don't know, like as a Heat fan, I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm I'm proud to see a guy like that, you know, come bring himself up, going from not knowing if he's ever gonna play in the NBA again, you know, you you know, you got a twin brother, bro. They look like. If the heat, if he had got hurt, the heat could have rolled a, rolled a twin in. Nobody would have known. Yeah, I would not have known at all. <laughs> I would not have been known any Bro, difference. <laughs> I saw, I saw one time. I saw him on the on the Charlotte. I saw the the twin on Charlotte, and I was like, "Dang, did the Heat trade him?" I didn't realize they were. I didn't know they were twins until then. Yeah. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, he like you know he worked his way up from there to where he is now, where it's like people kept talking about, you know, win or lose, he's, get, he's working on that payday, and he, I mean, well deserved. He plays defense. He he. He's taking shots like with confidence, you know. Like, you know, it's a different thing when 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 a guy like just shoots to shoot. It you know almost feels like, like he's gonna make it every time he shoots it. Like that's just the yeah. look he has. I mean, he did a move other night uh, last night. I thought he was gonna drive it, and he just did. He just spin around and just wet. I was like, dang. Like, and I and I think the Heat just let him loose in Game Seven. It was just like because game six, he was he was on he was on one two. They just cooled him off real fast because I mean the stats were pretty good. Like especially in the first half of game six, I thought he would take more shots, uh, but it seems like the shot volume is there. And you know, there's a lot. I mean, the sky's the limit with this guy if he can whatever he's doing to get to where he is now, figuring out how to continue to build off of that. He can be he can be a heat lifer real oh, yeah. fast. There's no telling. Yeah, there's no telling how far he can go. And, and before oh, yeah. we move on, especially looking at um, from the, the Celtics vantage point, and obviously there's been the discussion of you know is Jalen Brown and Tatum a duo that can work long term? Obviously, you know Brown is 26, Tatum's 25. They have plenty of years to develop into a championship duo. But how do you feel as though this this will work out between these two b- b- between both of those players? And what's the future, especially when you have a young coach like Joe Mazzulla who got kind of thrusted into this at the last minute yeah. and really had to figure things on, on the spur of the moment? One, I think Joe Mazzulla is going to have to get a little tough. He's going to get a little more tough skin. You know, He's younger than me, so 
you know, I get it. <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> sensitive. When you, you know, it's you're you're. It's almost like you're an artist as a coach. You know, when you, when, you know, the coaches who put defenses together in, in, in a scheme and they can adjust. It's like an art form where some coaches just, we're going to play this way no matter what. You know, just like, okay, there's no flexibility in this. You know, it worked before. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think for him, he's going to have to, you know, he won't, he's not going to make it next year, like past next year if he continues the way he like responds to the media. And he's like, if you don't care, like, you got to give that off. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't have to make like Bill Belichick. He don't care. Every time he talks, he don't care. Yeah. He's got shorter like, he press like, conferences than Greg Popovich. Like, like when you look at yeah. that in between timeout, like he's saying like Greg Popovich gives off more, more comments than, than Joe Mazzula does. Yeah. It's like, you got to be annoyed, but don't let them know you annoyed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that kind of, I think that kind of took a lot of energy from him. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to like Tatum and Brown, Honestly, I think they should break them up. Really? At this point, Tatum has to stay. He has oh, sure. he has yeah. to be the one. Yeah, the but I feel guy. like if you can get I mean, you can find someone to give you the output that uh Brown no. is giving you, mm-hmm. you know. But that can be replicated. Feel, that can yeah, be replicated, but Tatum that's, I just feel, that's different. I, yeah, I just feel like Tatum needs a veteran in his ear, who isn't Marcus Smart. Like, Marcus Smart is Marcus Smart. He's great in, in his in his ways. But he's not he's not like a Draymond Green. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, a guy who's done it, who's who knows his role, and who knows, like, all right, you know, obviously it didn't work, you know, it didn't work out with KD the way he was, but he knows his, his role. He, he, has, he knows when to say the right things to Steph and, and Clay to get those guys going, to get his team going. You know, but when you like a guy like Marcus Smart, who I, I appreciate his his toughness and all that stuff, but he can't speak into Tatum in a way that you know a veteran who is at least you know made it to the finals a few times or has had that kind of success can speak to him, or even just that killer instinct. Because uh, I feel like that pressure just I I can see Tatum like shrink under pressure so many times. I like, you know. I'm not mad that, you know, the Heat are the benefactors of that. But <laughs> yeah. you think about it, Gabe Vincent was hurt his ankle. Jimmy Butler is playing on a hurt ankle. Like the, the when you Everybody's see a player grab through some type of injury. Even, yeah. Even, when you, you see know, a player grab his foot, that's 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 a different kind of ankle injury. When yeah. when the player grabbed the higher part of his leg, like Jimmy Butler, like you know, those are those are the type of ankle injuries you, you hate. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't like because they're not going away. You know, or, you know, but uh, it, it it it's just one of those things where you know, like I, I like how I mean, kind of think of it like how LeBron came to Miami, and it, then watch how he went back to Cleveland. He took all that he's learned, and that's how you know LeBron is personally business. Like he's always been like that. He he gleans and then takes what he's learned and, and makes it his own. And so, uh, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. What did I say before that? You, you mean when it, when it comes <laughs> no, you're good. When it comes to, to Tatum and Tatum and Brown. Yeah. And, and so like Tatum, Tatum doesn't have that experience to glean oh, yeah. from, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like some, some people, you know, like I wish Tatum had a doc rivers, in his life because that's a different kind of experience that, you know, a different kind of wisdom that doc can give him. Uh, and 
you know, he's gifted, clearly, clearly gifted. Uh, but and he's definitely he has to be the one. Like he, you know, that there's there's those moments where even in Game Six, where as bad as Jimmy Butler played, he knew like the way he shot those three free throws. I think everybody was nervous, but him. Oh yeah, it, it didn't even look made him, it's just like, at all. It no, and I just thought like something about Jimmy Butler is like like he just like a dude that's only played basketball on a hard top, like. No fouls called. Yeah. He gives like, off that vibe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like that's a, like that's the kind of dudes you gotta like be careful with. And you know I what think I'm that's personally why it didn't work with him in Philly because Ben, ben yeah. Simmons and Joel Embiid could not work with a player like that, and he was like, "These guys oh, yeah. are are not even built from the same cloth that I am." Yeah, you can't go cry to Pat Riley that Jimmy Butler is being too tough on you. Like you know, what I'm saying like there's no way, and I think, but even like you watch how they talk, and you know. And, and and on a personal level, you know, Jimmy Butler's had some like personal stuff, you know, growing up, and and I really feel like someone like him personally has searched for family, and the way he talks about the team, like I I, I haven't seen him talk like that about anybody, you know, and there there's definitely they're definitely doing something behind the scenes that you know even Spolster didn't even want to talk about the video he showed the team. That's how. That's how secretive they are, yeah. but there's definitely <laughs> something that's going on. Yeah, there's definitely something that's going on behind the scenes that you know Philly was missing. You know what I'm saying? Like all these other teams were missing that Miami has, and I I, I don't know like how Eric Spostra. I mean, I'm gonna say Pat Riley because he's he's the, the most uh fixed person in in these in these players like how did he find these guys you know what i'm saying like you know it's almost like how we say about the spurs like every year back when they were winning titles like how do they get all these these overseas players you know the 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 ginobili's uh boris diaz all those guys like siago split they just found guys that nobody else was really looking for and if you look at even though you look at the heat's bench like the coaches on the bench there were some scrappy guys like these, you know, Karan Butler for one. Like, you know, if he if Karan Butler didn't have injuries and stuff that he had going, like, he could have. I mean, it could have been him and D Wade. You know what I'm saying? Him D Wade, like. But it was just one of those things where it's just like, and I might be I might be taking that messing that whole story up because it might be more to that that I, that I'm like glossing over. But it's just like those kind of players, and then you have them as coaches now. And it's like, you know, when they, you know, you saw when Spostra and, and Jimmy were, were arguing, everybody just walking around like, this is normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the, the only thing. person that was, only person that was like hot was Jonathan Haslam. Everybody else was just like, shut up, Jimmy. Or like, just, oh, well. Yeah, that was the thing. Cause I even like with most blowups, you know, players, it, it has an, a, a deeper effect on them and it causes, you know, just, just a big headline. But mm-hmm. with the with the, with with Miami, it was almost as one of those things like, yeah, we're gonna voice our differences, but we this is what we do. We're gonna voice yeah. it. We're not gonna like have some type of passive aggressive behavior. We're just gonna voice it oh, in yeah. front of everybody, and it's gonna be good, and we're gonna keep moving forward. And, and you can tell how they, they talk about each other. Jimmy will say, you know, I want to do this, but Caleb gave me a bad pass. Caleb always does that. Yeah. You know, you can tell it's like something they probably talked about. You know, probably thought about, but now it's like an inside joke kind yeah. of thing and so and i think i think that's the big thing is like man when your star player may not feel themselves or maybe you're just hearing what's going on in the background people say oh jimmy butler this like people want to trade jimmy butler like you know part of 
you know, a good chunk of the season, a quarter of the season, it, you know, Heat fans or well, those who think well, they're Heat fans. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, you know, I, and I, I'm 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 that type of person, like, you know, kind of hard-headed attitude, you know, but I've seen the Heat, you know, ups and downs, and it just felt different, you know, when it's like when, when the Heat, the Heat have the tools that have been present in NBA champions. You know, it's just a matter of putting them together. And, you know, honestly, they have the one thing in the finals that no other team has, and that's Eric Sposter. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put that out there. I don't know where the rest of the discussion is going, but. I already, you know, I already know who I'm you're giving the coaching there. edge to. I already know who you're giving the coaching edge to. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's clear. Like, no, I've. But getting into last kind year, of like he should have won kind of coach of the year. Thoughts with how because that I've never seen. Out. I didn't see anyone it's gonna do one, as much. Is it going to be one that's remembered that, more of, you know, kind of maybe what the Heat did or maybe how Boston just kind of like collapsed in terms of their, their game seven performance because they were the favorite, the favorite team and had the expectations with Milwaukee being out but just couldn't find a way to kind of get over that hump with, you know, winning at home? Uh, I think right now it, the, 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 the narrative may be Boston, you know, surrounded by Boston and what they did or didn't do. But I think, you know, because I think there's still that, you know, Miami hate from LeBron years and, you know, <laughs> you know take it or leave it how you the want Beatles. it. But, it, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's still kind of lingering you know, where this team is doing some things that have never been seen before. And the whole time people were focusing on the three, you know, three Oh coming back from, you know, down three Oh. But at the end of the day, I think in the long run, you know, this, this heat team is going to be remember, remembered, you know, and, you know, I don't think, I don't think they're given as much credit, you know, they, you know, they literally sat there and, you know, were disrespecting the heat in a way, and then they turn around and said, "All right, now it's the finals. Denver, who's the most, you know?" It just transitioned right to the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, who, who's who's the most disrespected team? I'm just like, let's be real. Like, you know, considering all the things that the Heat have gone through this year, you know, yeah. to be in this position, you know, they they're well within their their talent level. You know, we just, you know, from the naked eye, we, we judge talent a different way. Uh, and and so I think I think at, at the end of the day, they, they've they are only the second team to do what they've done and the first team to do what they've done since the rules have changed playoff wise. And so, you know, maybe that's something they got, you know, it's going to make the league, you know, take, do a double take, you know, to make sure, you know, how do we make it so that, you know, this doesn't happen again, where a team that probably yeah. should have been <laughs> a team that probably should have been, you know, top four, you know, did not, you know, but you know, that's just the heat. Some of that might just be the heat. And, yeah. and how they how they've been playing this year, but uh, I, I think what they've done so far, you know, is definitely enough for us to go back and remember it. You know, because they are going with the narrative now. How Jimmy Butler called it, we'll be back here again, the same position, and we're going to get it done. And it happened. Yeah, you know, it and it happened. happened. There's something about believing in yourself and believing in your people, and yeah, they did it. Yep. Um, and now interesting to Denver's sweep of the Lakers and kind of, you know, if they should be the overall favorites now. The Nuggets won a tight game for uh, last week, 113 to 111. Nikola Jokic had 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 13 assists. Um, Jamal Murray also had 25 points, and Jokic earned his eighth uh, triple-double of the playoffs by the third quarter, breaking Will Chamberlain's 1976 record. Um, to you, like, looking at at, at, at this um, 
at this game and also kind of the outcome of the series, Jokic has been like kind of like one of the biggest headlines. Um, Jamal Murray, he's been more consistent in terms of shooting wise. What did you think about this series and and um, Denver just kind of finding a way to, to, to finish a sweep, even though the Lakers and LeBron had a, had a really exceptional performance? I mean, I, I watched uh, the series with Phoenix and Denver was just consistent. You know, they they uh, the way they showed up and the way they were, you know, it's like the others, like, you know, they call them, were, were doing their thing. But the, the two guys were doing what they need to do as well. You know, like you can't, you honestly can't expect Jokic to, you know, score half the points. You know, he, he, right. he could do it. You know what I'm saying? But so much. You, can't, you can't expect him to do that all the time. And I think the way I just look at how they played, like I told, I told, uh, I told my friend who she's like, Oh, you know, you want to see the bubble uh, rematch, but I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like the, the way the, the way the Lakers machine. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, I called, I mean, I called it like, I called it sweet because so, well, one thing is LeBron looks hurt. Like something wrong, something's wrong with LeBron. Like he's playing through stuff, and he's not that type of person to you know complain or anything like that. And so, I just knew LeBron was off. And then when you know when the others, like you know some of the guys or people were saying, "Oh, this guy is this and that," but I'm just like, at the end of the day, when when the when it came time to be consistent, you know, like a Caleb Martin or even Gabe Vincent, like those guys have been consistent throughout the playoffs. This this uh this year like Lakers didn't have that but you know the way Denver was firing all cylinders like you know I think that Phoenix series kind of you know gave them a little bit of everyone on notice that put everyone on notice I feel like even in the Phoenix series we're like okay is Denver is the talent going to be too much for Denver to handle but they're just they're just a better team yeah and, and you know I'm just looking at like the whole picture there too it was just like they had KD and Booker, like they're just buckets just by themselves, you know what I'm saying? And the way they played that, like that series, it's like I don't know, man. Like they, they, they were just, they just, it's almost like they just took Phoenix's will. And then I saw what it took for the Lakers to beat Golden State, and it was like it was like a world reversal. Like the Lakers became Golden State in the, in the you know, that that Nugget series. And, you know, after the first game, it was just like, I was, I was like, oh, maybe the Lakers got something. But, I, you know, I like how the coach came back. I was like, everybody talking about the Lakers figure out something. Like, we didn't, like, they, we were there, like too. They didn't win the game. <laughs> but not just like they didn't that win was, the game. But the, narr- but the narrative after the game one, after game one was that the Lakers, they figured out something. And this was going to be like a five-game series. Yeah. Like, people did not even give any credit to Denver holding on for that win. Obviously, like the win wasn't the only thing talked about, but it was more so the fact that oh, LA is going to be good for Game Two, and then this is going to be a, a a set series for the Lakers going forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm even looking at what was that Game One? Eighty had forty points. Like eighty showed up, but it yeah. didn't matter. <laughs> Still, that was a scary Still part to matter. me. Like eighty showed up. There's like oh, when eighty showed up, Lakers automatically win. He showed up. He 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 wasn't he wasn't a punk. He didn't let Jokic punk him. 
just Jokic is really good at what he does. Yeah. You know, like he's like uh, Dirk, but like on another level. You know what I'm saying? Like his size, uh, you know, basketball it's IQ. the agility, everything. It's yeah. just like the it's like passing. That, it's the shots he makes, the difficulty of the shots he makes. Like that step back against AD. I was like, yeah. Steph couldn't even do that against AD at one point. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it just, it was getting to that level. No, it's definitely he. He was definitely you know, like playing tough. Like that was some tough plays that you know he put up there, and you know, kudos to the Lakers for making it that far. But I, I had a feeling like it was that, that was going to be the end result. Uh, no, especially and that uh, last game, I was like, I saw how LeBron was playing. I was like, oh, LeBron always does this, you know, where yeah. he's like, he's especially not going to for for like a, a elimination game. Yeah, but it's like, and I think this is a thing that separates like you know and, it, and it's, it might just be lebron's team but i feel like he had enough but it's like some players can figure out how to pull players along with them you know and it's easier to do it when you when you're like you know you win that one game like you know what the cleveland did against golden state you win that second game you're like, okay, we got a little confidence, but it was just like, no, you got to win one game. You, you're, you know, and you, you've been getting beat up the games before. But LeBron yeah. always like he doesn't go down, just like he goes down fighting, you know. And, oh, and sure. when they came out in the second half, and I saw how they were playing, it's like they literally were watching LeBron in the first half, like put up like 30 points, and they were like expect him to put up 30 more in the second half. Like LeBron can't do that. Can't, can't happen anymore. He's waiting for y'all to arrive, and y'all didn't show up. Thirty-eight year old LeBron. It's a thirty-eight year old, year old LeBron. Like father time is just caught up. Yeah, and it's just like, but you know, when you have, I think Miami just with the injuries and stuff, it was different. They already had that culture of, hey, you got to do something. Like, like they said, Jimmy Butler always tells them to shoot the ball. Like you know, like there's there's there is a like a level of confidence that you give your team. But it has to be a, a practice, a, a, a culture, you know, uh, you know, repetition. unintended, definitely. But you know, it has to be a culture of uh, of that because when you're not, when you, when you know, when you're game six, Jimmy Butler, you need your guys to get you to that free throw line, you know, just to that end of the game, which they did. You know, it just ended up differently. But at the end of the day, they practice like they practice being that way so when the next guy up like you always hear you know, those cliches next guy up blah 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 and so yeah you know but for you know you know and i and i digress from that you know to talk about denver but i definitely they're i mean they're a really good team like they're they are the best team in the in the west uh and they played like it you know what i'm saying so yeah it goes to them um and, and before we move on to, to our finals preview looking at the lakers um it's very interesting because they're in a position now um Alex Caruso was one of the most impressive players for them consistently. Um, obviously, AD and LeBron are their, are their two cornerstones. But looking at the free agent portal, obviously Kyrie's going to be available, and there's been a circulating notion of that kind of being a, a, a kind of a reunion that, that that's going to eventually happen again. Like, how do you feel about what the Lakers should do this offseason? Do you think they should just kind of like build around AD and LeBron and make sure Caruso come? I mean, uh, uh, I completely, I completely, uh, <laughs> I completely butchered his name. The, the Alex Caruso, not Alex Caruso. Um, oh, I, t- I know you're talking about uh, the young, <laughs> the young cat. 
His whole his name left my mind too. As soon as yeah, his, his name literally left my mind. I don't I don't even. Um, I'm trying to look man, at the box I, I the box score to see. <laughs> Usually, Savon has his moments. I'm oh the one having these moments. But but like look at the young core for the Austin Lakers. Reeves. Reeves, yeah, Austin Reeves. My my bad, my bad, Austin Reeves. If you're listening, I'm, I'm sorry. But <laughs> looking at the at this young at this young core and what they should do, like, do you feel as though they should go after maybe another free a big free agent? Or just stick with what this unit has because it got them to the Western Conference Finals, but they still need to, some more additional pieces. I think defensively and shooting wise to, to get over the hump. Yeah, like you know, like Hachimura came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's another one. And so that was like you know you got to kind of feel it out for you know for a season to see. I I think they need to do a you know like got a reverse flash, do the reverse Phoenix and not, no not reverse Phoenix, reverse Dallas. And not trade away your best defensive player. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like they need they need that type of guy. Like you know, you don't need him to score a lot of points. You just need him to, if he's on the court, everybody else plus the minus going down. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. oh yeah, they need they need one more guy like that that can yeah help go it go you know like when when like if you look at how the Heat play when Jimmy is out, it's it's five on five defense wise. When Jimmy's in. It's 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 a uh, Jimmy's guarding two people, maybe three, at the same yeah. time. You know, like he his basketball IQ is pretty high, and so like with LeBron, LeBron's guarding everybody. You know, like he he's and so you need that other guy to kind of give LeBron room. You know, if LeBron's going to come back, you know, if if he's not if he's going to stick if he's going to stick around, they're going to have to figure out. You know, I feel like you know people think Reeves is going to get a payday. You know, the Lakers can't match. But you know, if, they, if that's the case, they they might have to let him roll. But I think if he's if he vows him, I would I, I would I would uh if you know I'll bet on myself and, and stick around LeBron. You know, like it, it's not that's not a bad spot to be in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, especially yeah, learn know. especially learning from from LeBron and, and different things like that. Uh, you know, he could be a Caruso that can score like a you know Tyler Hero. You know what I'm saying? Like it, you know, th- there's a possibility he can learn from that, you know. But they definitely need to find another veteran or so, or you know, we haven't seen a lot. Of, you know, they got Lonnie Walk. Like Lonnie, you know, he was doing really good. Yeah, with the Spurs like single-handedly almost like won that game four against Golden State in, in, yeah. in the fourth quarter. They have a, I mean, their bench has a lot of upside to it, and so it's just they haven't had that group long enough to really see what they have. You know what I'm saying? And so. Yeah. You know, I, gotta I think, give time to let it. Got to give time to let it play out and just fully see yeah. the results of this. You know, it's, it's almost it's like in in, in twenty twenty one when they rushed that process after they lost to Phoenix, they let go. Of, they, they 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 let go of Caruso. They let go of all of their yeah. key players: Javale McGee, um, Dwight Howard, KCP. That they let go of that unit that really got them to win that championship in the bubble. Yeah. And then just over one loss in the playoff, they just overreacted and blew it up. Yeah, but at the same time, though, like they, you know, they got younger. And the talent looks pretty good, and so it does. I think if you can keep AD healthy, you can keep LeBron minutes down. They might can do. They might can do something again next year. Like if if LeBron goes into the playoffs healthy, it's it's a different ball game. You know what I'm saying? Like he came in, he came in hurt. Like he was battling injuries coming yeah, into the. Postseason. I saw him block that Steph. <laughs> you know that gave Steph nightmares flashback. 
He did that 2016. block. Yeah, that, that block. That, uh, I was like, know, here we go again. <laughs> but the way he came down and just, it was, it, but it wasn't like he's about, it's like, you know, some guys are just serious. They don't celebrate. They just, but he's just like, all right, let's keep it going. You know, like, you know, like he's not going to, you know, this he's just smart. He's like, he's not going to like show like he's hurt or anything like that. But yeah. you can tell something was off. But I don't know, man. They they got something going on. They, I think they're in a better position than Golden State, though. You know, because yeah, it's it's a lot of question marks, yeah. especially with uh, I, we just got the news today that Bob Myers stepped down, and there's just it's just a lot of different things going on at, going going yeah. on at the top. Like that continuity that they had in Golden State has been yes. like their bread and butter. Uh, you can see it again in Miami. That that is that's so important when a team is clicking off the court. And they, you know, from the beginning of the season with, you know, Draymond and, and uh, Poole, they just throw through things off. Because we even mentioned, me, me and Savon even mentioned a couple episodes ago that Steph still looks like he, he can play at that peak level. Like, oh, yeah. like Steph is not the problem. No. To me, it's more so we see we see Clay being con- extremely consistent, taking shots. He was taking shots on the road against LA that just were hero ball shots. It was yeah. just, it was just li- looking to be the savior of, of the game. Draymond has his moments, but and obviously Jordan Poole is one of the biggest has been one of the yeah. biggest inconsistencies. Like, do you think do you think there's a way that that Poole and Draymond will both be back? Because I feel as though one of the two, I, I would think more so, Poole would get moved. But at he, the same time, he got he got paid last <laughs> last summer, so it's just yeah. like, what can you really do? Yeah, and and you know when people know you're trying to move somebody, they not they're not going to pay face value. Yeah, you know like. And so for me, it's just like, I think they can get over it. You know, Poole's a young guy. And I think, you know, you got to put it in perspective, you know, like granted, you know, I, I, I honestly don't know how I would handle that situation, but if, if, if you figure out how to separate personal and, and, and business just to get it done, get the job done, get the chip that, you know, more, kudos to him but it, you know it's it's tough you know it's tough to do that you know when you know especially in with younger guys in the social media world and you know yeah. it's, it's just uh, yeah. i yeah i don't really know tough. i don't know what they're gonna do there they, they, they definitely gonna need like steph steph is built to do you know what he did in that game seven but in he's Sacramento. not he's not he can't you can't expect steph off rip to come on every game to do that you know what I'm saying? You have to give him all right, Steph. The only person Complimentary that can pieces. Yeah. The only person that like you have to get him in those spots where the only person that can do this is you. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you come into the game they knowing that, it's just like that's gonna be a hard, you know, burden to carry for him. So they're gonna have yeah. to figure that out. And, and um and and now getting kinda into our initial thoughts on this heat nugget series, I mean it's it's very interesting because the Nuggets, they they come into this looking like the best team. Like like we've mentioned, um, they really ran through Phoenix. I, I, I more so the Lakers, but in that game six, dominated Phoenix on the road. Jokic and Murray are one of the best duos in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the coaching, obviously, like like, like the coaching battle is going to be very interesting as well because Eric Spoelstra. I think many people many people think he's the best coach in the league. Um, Mike Malone has done a very good job with this Nuggets team. Like, like what do you think are, are going to be some of the, the key X factors in this series because game one, that's going to be a tall task for Miami to win coming off of a long game seven series, but also and, and that altitude. 
Yeah, <laughs> that too as well. <laughs> but but one of those two are going to be essential for them to win. And and uh, kind of how do you see this series uh, playing out? Uh, I think Miami is going to do better than than people are giving them credit for, uh, because I mean it's that it's that eye test. People always talk about the eye test, you know. And and I'm looking at you know Denver is really good. Don't get, don't get me wrong. They're not going to make the mistakes Boston made. They're not going to have those letdowns. But if they do have those moments, you know, Spolster is going to find it. You know, like people He's people find the holes. He's yeah, always people holes. people miss people seem to forget. Like he's been with Pat Riley since Pat Riley came to the Heat. He almost got fired too, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but he's been cutting tape for Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. For that whole time, so he knows how Pat Riley thinks, yeah. and then he throws on his his twists, like his like analytics and his like you know his things that he has going on, and you know I think the Heat gonna do pretty good. I'm looking at the you know the, the postseason stats, and you know the Joker is gonna be the Joker. I think. You can expect him to average yeah, 30 he, at least. Yeah, you have to accept. You have to accept he's going to get And Mur- Murray, he's no Jalen Brown. You know, they're like five points off each other, you know, average in the postseason. And then the next guy is 14. I think it's. I think that was the same kind of breakdown with uh, Boston. And so I think, I think if they can figure out the four guys yeah. and, you know, just, you know, don't allow the Joker to have historic nights. You know, obviously the Heat are small, <laughs> are smaller team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, you know, it's like you ever. I'm not sure if you've seen like Rodman talk about how he gets rebounds. Like watches how people shoot and like. Oh yeah. And it's like he was the doing Joker, them. <laughs> yeah, the Joker, but the Joker's like always in the right position. Like I don't know, like he's always, you know, it's not just because cause how many guys are like seven feet tall and they can't get a rebound worth a darn. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a competitive series, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not. You know, Miami hasn't had a great history in Denver. You know, and the whole air quality kind of thing, and figuring that out. I'm hoping they, you know, have something in in, in place to help the guys prepare for that. But you know, maybe we get surprised and Tyler Hero shows up. You know. Game game three or four, I don't know, uh, but that would be, we that would, would be never know until the game starts with with Eric Spoelstra. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's never going to uh, cue you in. I, I got I got Nuggets in six. Do you have a Do you have a a certain prediction, or do you kind of just feel like it's 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 going to be a long series? I mean, I'm I'm going I'm going to believe in the Heat from everything I've seen so far. The, all the odds that are, have been against them, there were a three percent chance of finishing the last series. I don't know what the percentage they were supposed to beat. The Bucks, you know, I think people had us getting swept in that one, and you saw how that went. And you know, uh, I'm, I, I, I think I'm going to give them seven. You know, I think if they can, if they can figure out home, I think they're going to at least get one on the road. So if it gets to seven, yeah, if it gets to seven, I would be very nervous for Denver. I just, yeah. it's just some about. I feel like Jenny might have one of those games on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you notice. The game six, even though Jimmy, they were missing the shots, but it wasn't like bad shots. Like 
you know, jacking up threes like the Celtics doing the second half last game. Yeah, the Celtics just shot threes just to yeah, – They were taking their shots in their, in their area. Yeah. Jim, the way Jimmy was playing, it was just telling me, like, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't backing down. He just couldn't make a shot. Like, he was taking his shots. There, You know, a lot of them were point-blank shots. So it wasn't like, oh, he's shying away from everything else. He's just trying to adjust, and maybe it was too much in his head, but I don't think he was, like, shying away from, from the pressure. Because even at the end of the game, like I said, he, he just had that thing about him. And so, I don't know, man. I think, I think we have – I think we have – like, I'm looking at Porter, Gordon, uh, and Brown. Caldwell Pope, Caldwell Pope might be a, might be a uh, you know a, a black horse in that, but I think after the Murray and and the Joker, the Heat can take the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? Like we have we have the guys that even like Struess surprised me on some of the defense he's playing on Tatum. I was oh, like, oh yeah, that was. And y'all get if y'all get Struess to play better defense, it's gonna be over. You know, and <laughs> you know, but the way they've been it's playing on the road. <laughs> Yeah, the way that he played on the, has played on the road, I'm like, I don't know, man. They're road be, warriors. They really are road warriors if you if you if you think about it. I mean, like when just the way they shows up, that Milwaukee series. Yeah, when the bench shows it's up like that, it, it's different. Like I, I think what's gonna, I think what's going to keep us consistent and keep our like foot on the pedal is, uh, is Bam. I think his offensive production. It's going to be more important. He was uh, struggling a bit for that game seven. Mm-hmm. He was he was just not making shots. Because as soon as he point. starts making those, as soon as he starts making those jumpers yeah. from yeah. the free throw line, Joker's going to have to start coming out. And once they start doing that, watch they start putting him in a pick and roll, and you're going to have to make some decisions. Yeah. But if the bench shows up like they did too, it's going to make it even harder, you know. And and so, and it, like someone said it like. I'm not sure if it was Perkins or whoever. It's like people people talk about the Heat the way they sideways all they want to, but that's not the team you want to start the playoffs against. You know what I'm saying? And and Milwaukee figured that out real fast because they're yes. just they're like hard nosed. Like whether they're winning or losing, they're playing the same tough. Like they're not going to shy away from from getting hit or anything like that. Like. And that wears on you. So if you're not if you're not used to that, Denver is not has hasn't seen a, a defense like this. Even think about how aggressive Miami is, and they play a zone. They play zone a lot. Yeah, like you you still feel them, and they're in a zone. How? <laughs> and so it's like it's it's a different kind of perspective. And so that zone was giving the Celtics fits. I mean, just <laughs> but it, it, the reason why because I mean you think oh this team can make a lot of threes, but they're in a zone. You think the threes are dropped. But they're rushing the threes because the Heat are running at them every single time. They they are running, but when they go man to man, they really? lose assignment. You know, it's going to be different for Denver for sure. Uh, but you know, like I said, I, I I like Spo in this one. I like his in game adjustments. I like the way he thinks. Uh, and it's it's one of those like. He said something to Jimmy when they were in that argument. It's like, what do you want to just hit me in the face? I, like from reading his lips. Like, oh, you want to like? It, it's just like one of those things. Is like, bro, that's stupid. Like, like what is that? Like the, the way he said it. The way he said it to him was like, what is that going to gain? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so I think he has that mindset. Is just like, hey, either y'all going to show up or you ain't. Or lose. 
but you're not going to be on the court. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not giving so, you any playing time. <laughs> you know, hopefully Kyle Lowry can – I think, you know, Kyle Lowry coming off the bench even gives him some stability on that second team. And, yeah, he's a bully. So, he's yes. going to make whoever whoever's out there feel it too. They don't feel it. Yeah, and, yeah. and so – yeah, man, it's it's gonna. I'm excited about the finals. I think it's gonna be a good series. I think this is gonna be a really. Oh, yeah. good, really I know. I know it's not gonna be high ratings, but I think it's for a basketball fans. It's gonna be entertaining. It's yeah, be really entertaining. I mean, they want to say it's a Heat, but I think it's more Denver. You know, yeah, because the way that you know the time zone they're in and when they play, you know, people are not used to Denver playing, and so I think it's gonna be a fun series. Like, if you t- decide not to tune in, that's on you. But I think the. I mean, the Heat's offensive production has been high in the playoffs. Denver has been Denver. So there's going to be some points score. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if they keep letting Duncan Robinson get layups, I don't know what's going, what's going to happen to them. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I thought I was in, like, Earth 2 or something. And that's what I was <laughs> That dude kept getting layups. What like, is what? happening? What so in Duncan, the world is Duncan happening? Duncan around the past people? Okay. I've seen it all. Um, but, but now getting to, to the Spurs winning the draft uh, lottery and also thoughts on Victor Webb and Yama. Um, last week, the major news in the league with San Antonio winning the draft lottery and being expected to, to draft um, Webb and Yama uh, uh, come June 22nd. Um, and he's obviously a generational superstar and has a skill set combination that, that the league has has never seen. And when you look at Popovich, he's one of the best coaches you know we've ever had. Um, kind of getting in the latter stages of his career, kind of maybe like a two or three more coaching years. But what are your thoughts on the Spurs winning this and also – you know, how Webb and Yama would fit in a Spurs system, because obviously being under the tutelage of Popovich, that's one of the best ways to start yeah. the career. I mean, Pop is like Belichick, man. Like, you know, like him him and Spo are the two longest tenure coaches. And there's a reason. You know, it's like, you know, there's some guys um, who everybody. just stay past their past their prime or like Pop is still Pop. You yeah. know, he, he you know, he, he always angry, get off my lawn. <laughs> type of type of anger, but you know he seems to still love the game of basketball. And I think, like if I'm if I'm if I'm a player, that's the type of coach I want to go to. You want to play for him, yeah. you know? Because I I don't know, I don't. I, I mean, I haven't heard anything, you know, where like uh, Duncan or Robinson, you know, don't like him or don't have a relationship. I feel like just to be able to get exposed to those guys. That's gonna be some wisdom the young guy could not buy, you know, at all. You know, just a, a guy who's coach, who's coach uh, those big men, and then everybody else hoops Tony Parker, like, you know. And so now he, he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a learning curve too because you have this versatile player, uh, you know. But hopefully, hopefully the kid like puts the right people around himself to you know on on one hand, but hopefully, you know, they put the right players around him to help him get better. You know, like, I don't want like a, Cause the, play, the surrounding players, I mean, Webin Yama looks like he can be a, a completely generational talent, but we yeah. also know that's not, that's not it. Zion Williamson. There are certain, certain stretches we've seen where that's just not it for him to be the, yeah. the ultra talent. You got to have a surrounding team as well. Yeah. I mean, Giannis, Giannis came out of nowhere too, for a lot of people and. You know, and Giannis just, you know, I think he, he, he accepted his responsibility yes. right away. You know, I, I think, you know, and that's something, again, going back to the Celtics, that's something I want to see Tatum do 
in the future. They accept that responsibility. Like it, it needs to be playoff Tatum next year. You know where it's, where you know you you still get your production in the regular season, but people need to feel something different. And so for me, you know, like he needs to have one of those years. He definitely yeah. needs to have one of those years. <laughs> but for, for the for the Spurs, like you, you you're gonna have to, you know, if he could come in, if he come in with that mindset of like, I have to like as soon as the Spurs got him, they say, oh, he's getting they're getting this player. And I, 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 I granted, I don't know that much about him. Uh, but from I've seen I've seen highlights from his that keep popping up on social media, and for for some reason I thought he 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 was a you know younger guy than that. Uh, but at the same time, you know if he comes in knowing the like as soon as they oh, you the first round draft pick, there's a there's a all right get over yourself, what you ready to do you know what you, what kind of work you ready to put in, you know. You know how how much it costs for LeBron to keep his body up. You you know you got to have that mindset already off rip. You know like yeah. this is what I'm going to put in. These are trainers I'm going to have around me. I'm going to work. You know like the blueprint is there if he wants to take it. And so I feel like a coach like Pop is going to show him the right. You know show him the way. You know, oh, yeah. And that's the thing having He's the right system is it, you know anybody who comes to Pop is in the right system. Unless you have a bad attitude. As soon as you walk in. <laughs> yeah, but he'll move you because he's the president. I think he's still the president too, right? Yeah, he is. Play yep. opera. Yeah, so yeah. So if you, you don't if you don't if it don't work out, he'll figure out how to get you out of there. But you know, they, they do have a lot to I mean, I I'm looking forward to it. I would love to see more teams get into contention, you know, especially what Stuff going on with Memphis, you know, you, you're gonna need something, something shiny to dangle in front of people to distract them. Uh, the league so. is the league is headed into that next phase of like, okay, Steph and LeBron, they're getting up in years. KD as well. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna be that next face of the league? The league is definitely thinking about that. And if mm-hmm. Yama being with San Antonio, a team that's well known, if he can get cultivated the right way and be teachable, as as we mentioned, there's no reason he can't be one of those players. Yeah. Like if you if you have a mindset of no matter how much you know or how much you've done that you can still learn something, the sky's the limit. You know, like, you know, Giannis is joking, but I think it's it's actually kind of profound. He's like, I can do all these things. God is, you know, but I can't shoot a three. You know, God is trying to humble him. Like, keep him humble. Like, all the things that he can Great do. Say, I can't shoot a three. I can't shoot a three ball. <laughs> he said, you, you know, and, and so it's just like, you got to, you got to, uh, you got to humble yourself and be willing to put in that work. You know, you know, even though the movie were, you know, the air and it's just like the way, you know, they spoke about Jordan. It's just like, you know, there's something about someone who wills themselves to get to that point, to a place like you. You can't stop them. They don't. They can only have bad games. You know, you can't. You can't stop a Jimmy Butler. He only can have bad games. Because we've seen people try to stop him and and, and the decisions successful. that he's make. And and so for him it's just like, you know, you want you wanna be that you wanna be that person where where you have that you have that mindset. Yeah. And and now getting uh, to, to our next topic, Scotty Scotty Pippen's uh, re- recent comments on MJ and also kind of, you know, thoughts on, you know, will there ever be a reconciliation? Um recently on former Bulls teammate Stacey King's podcast on Friday. Um, Pippen described Jordan as a uh, quote a horrible player end quote and it, it was it was very interesting because he mentioned all the things about 
Jordan just being a one-on-one guy. Uh, and then when he finally got a team, that's when he became, um, you know, that's when he got better. That's what he needed. But, but all in all, he wasn't a, a great player. And ever since I think maybe 2011, I think that first year LeBron was, was in, was in uh, Miami and it was on a radio show right after they beat the, the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. Pippen said, you know, I think this is the greatest player I've ever seen. And, and LeBron hadn't even won a title yet. And there's also been that resentment of the last dance documentary and all of these surrounding parts. But what did you think about, you know, or just kind of like the, the, the resounding situation between Pippen and Jordan years later and just kind of, um, you know, what, what his comments really meant? Yeah. I think when you're, I'll put it like this, when you're hurt, you say a lot of things that when you have a relationship with someone that should that will come out just between y'all and maybe Pippen doesn't have a avenue to get that out. And so he's putting it out there like that. And, and so I think it's, I think it's more like some hurt between their relationship than anything else, you know, you know, yeah, Jordan was a jerk, you know, that was, that was the thing that was, was known, you know, but he, it's, you know, Kobe, Kobe was a jerk too, you know, and, but they, when you think about, you know, Kobe's like, I put in work. These guys up here just showing up, like, whatever. And so I'm not going to pass him the ball. And I think Jordan put in the work to get where he was. Uh, you know, granted, he couldn't, he couldn't do it all by himself. But every time the moment called, he, was, he showed up. And so, you know, you can't take that away from him. He's, he's one of the greatest players ever to play the game uh you know even before lebron he he was the most like immortal player the nba has seen you know in the way that you know it wasn't just air jordan it was just like you know there's it's it's that that thing you know there's one you know once in a once in a generation talent like literally people say it people say it so much these days but I'm like, nobody capping for anybody like that. You know, like he, we're just saying it to, if we're right, you know, we get played on the, on TV and on the radio, you know, sound bites. But, you know, people saw something in Jordan uh, and, you know, like you can't take it away from him. And it's hard when you're a guy like Scotty and you, you, you did a lot to help Jordan get there. And then, you know. Seem like they've fallen off, but you know it's it's tough. It's it's one of those things that uh, it's sad to see. And I'm hoping they can have you know a reconciliation moment, and you know hopefully it's not somebody's death. You know because everybody yeah. thought Jordan hated Kobe, <laughs> and then you you know you saw him at the funeral, and it was just like, oh, okay. But jo- I think Jordan though is has that personality where he's not going to correct you if you think he's a jerk. Oh yeah, he might he might like. He doesn't like. It wasn't like you know people who was like, "Oh, I'm I'm not that guy." It's like if you think, yeah, if you think you know, I'm, uh, um, it's like people have that where they're not always correcting people, you know, good or bad. They're not they're not correcting people about what they say about him. So it's just they just roll with it. But Jordan's always been like that. Definitely, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with our A review. Welcome back to the show, and now we're getting into air review. And to start with the air review overview, 
It airs a 2022-23 biographical sports drama film directed by Ben Affleck and written by Alex Convery. The film is based on true events about the origin of Air Jordan, a basketball shoe line of which a Nike employee seeks to strike a business deal with Michael Jordan. Um, it stars Matt Damon, um, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Marlon Wayans, Chris Messina, Chris Tucker, and Viola Davis. At a budget of 70 to, to $90 million and brought in $89.1 million to the box office. Um, it also had a ni- uh, 80, 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but start off with this uh, with, with this film to you, Max, like, what were your initial thoughts on a film that kind of, you know, dramatized the events that, you know, really changed the, the sports world forever when we look back at it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of felt like uh, I, I didn't really care to, to watch it, you know, right away because I thought it was just like. Typical as, you know, sports movie. Just, <laughs> not typical sports movie, but more like, you know, as big as the Jordan brand is, you know, for lack of a better term, here come these white guys trying to profit off of, you know, his popularity, you know, and so it's like, why tell that story, you know, but, you know, after watching it, it, it kind of makes sense because uh, that is part of the story, you know, but uh, yeah, it, initially I, I was kind of like giving it the side eye. I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to, you know, but I mean, I like Matt Damon, so like, yeah, one of my Ben Affleck too, but Matt, you know, you can't. I think he's like a can't pass up a Matt Damon film. <laughs> yeah, nobody got beat up, so. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Yep, <laughs> I, de- I definitely get that. Um, and, and and another thing, like with these sports films, a lot of times the casting is such a big deal. Like, do you feel as though for this movie, especially when you have a topic like this, one that's so major and influential in the sports industry, do you think it was like? It had to be like one of those A-list films where you got some of the best actors and the and the and the most wide known, um, the the most well known to really kind of get this this film rolling and draw entry. Sorry, repeat that one more time. No, I, I was I was just saying in terms of in terms of the cast that that was that was had like an A-list cast. Like, do you think that was one of like the essential things that had to be like had like for them to like draw the intrigue of this, get actors that are you know really well known. Um, to just kind of drop intrigue. Yeah, I mean, because I think if any other way, it would have been a Netflix series. Yeah, ten <laughs> <You> part. <know, laughs> uh, yeah, you have to. That's one of the things. It's like unfortunate, but at the end of the day, you have to, you know, draw some people in. You know, I kind of wish it was more like basketball heads in a sense, but I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they, you know, Ben Affleck and, and Matt Damon are, you know, basketball heads. You know, but. You know, I, I I mean, I don't I didn't mind them, you know, being being that draw and, and you know, other guys they had in there too were it was kinda of good to see them in the different roles that they played in, Chris Chris Tucker and, and uh Marlon uh Wayne's. Yeah. So definitely. Marlon um, growing up before our eyes. <laughs> that man about fifty. <laughs> Still think he's a little bro <laughs> Man, time. Where does the time go? Um Oh yeah. But but now getting to our first topic from one to four stars, uh, what would you give it? Uh, what would be your particular rating uh, for this film, and in, in some of your reasons? Uh, I mean, I mean, I like the story overall, and and that whole like, it's something about believing in somebody like that. That's contagious, you know. Uh, as we you know as we see in the playoffs, you know, current NBA playoffs and stuff like that. That level of belief. Uh, and you know, I would give it like three, three point five. You know, uh, 
I don't, I don't think it, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's more, it's more the story that they told that I like, you know, uh, you know, Viola Davis was in it. So, you know, that's, that, that gives you at least one star. Just oh, her, yeah. herself. You immediately get, you know, drop, gives get you one, one star. <laughs> Matt Damon gives you another, you know, another star, but, uh, but I, I mean, I, I liked it. I like, uh. I like the I like the story and and you know how it, how it made me feel hearing, you know some of the quotes and things that they said in the movie. And it's like man, if I, you know if I was in this situation, you know I might gone the same route, you know and uh, and uh, yeah, so I'd say three three point five, uh, you know, and it, it wasn't a long it wasn't that long of a movie either, but you know I th- I don't think there's more you could have. There's not more done. you could have done yeah. with this. You know, with, a t- yeah. with a film like this, there's only so much you can do. And I think everything that they needed to get done, they were able to do that. Um, yeah. I would go with three. I think the dialogue drove the film in a major way. And it was just, uh, um, it, it was entertaining, had great insight into the history of sports and pop culture. And like we said, I think it, it got done what it needed to in, in the right time frame. Um, but now interesting to favorite character. Um, I would go with, with Sonny because Sonny displayed, you know, just kind of a relentless pursuit Um you know, of getting the deal done with Jordan, signing the first shoe deal, um, kind of also alone, you know, saving uh, his own drowning basketball department. And I thought Damon just just played that character to a T. Um, who was your overall favorite character in this film? Uh, I mean, I, I like Chris Tucker's character, but that was kind of like, you know, he was the he was the cachet guy. Yeah, the, you know, like better term. <laughs> Uh, but Viola Davis's character, I think, was one of my favorites. You know, just like a mo- not just a mom who was like, you know, putting her child out there like as a pageant, but like a mom who we um, we almost forget. I think before you know these coaches or these executives can see that it factor these players have. It's the it's the moms and stuff who've been taking them around to tournaments and and trainings and stuff, you know. Like you know, what I'm saying like you want to see as a parent. My kids play sports. You know, you know, you want to see your kids take ownership and you know. And so she is like the way she talked about him. She just like she owned that. She owned that role. Uh, you know, and that character in particular was just like, yeah, like mom, mom, mom knew what was up before anybody else, oh, yeah. you know, you know, even one of the quotes, uh, in, in a movie, you know, it's like, you're the only other person that know, you know, that he, he is you know, before the, the, the term was before the term him was around. He was him. Oh, yeah, he was him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where it started. And it's like, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> just, you know, watching that film breaking, or, you know, uh, Sonny is breaking down the, the film and it's like, there's something different when you see the, when you see a player relax, you right. know, like that's yeah. real. Like, and it wasn't like something like, Oh, this is Hollywood eyes. Like, you know, you see it, you know, you see that stuff real time. The people rise to the occasion. And so, you know, yeah. Viola Davis character was, was, was one of the ones I liked. Definitely. Um, and now getting into most memorable scenes, I had uh, for a rookie also, where are you? Um, also the, I believe you scene, And then finally, I believe in your son um, to you. Were, were there any particular scenes in this one that sit out to you or, or maybe like a particular moment? Uh, you know, definitely went when, when, uh, mom called and, 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 and said, Hey, this is our, we're going to go with you, but here's our term. 
And it was biggest just like scene, biggest scene of the entire film. Yeah, because it was just like I think it was like I don't know. I'm not savvy enough, you know, you know, film or you know, guy to say. I, I know there's a term for it, but it was just like a parallel to you know, like, and they they foreshadowed it too, where Sonny and her mom's like, we're the only two that get this in the moment, and then that call, you know, everything he's did up to that point to get Jordan. And then that call say, Hey, if we, we get this. So that's why I'm calling you. That's why mom it's like, you know, cause you know, agents are going to be agents. Uh, but you know, she it's almost like she had to look him in the eye and be like, I'm talking to you because you get directly, it. Yeah. you know? And, and so that was really cool. And then the, the air Jordan name part, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, what's the guy? Pete. Uh, was it Pete Moore? Like the, you know, just coming up with the name, like that character coming up with the name. Oh like yeah, Air Jordan. Like that was a pretty cool. Because I like we, even when he said, "Oh, who's the player? Who is the shoe for?" And it was just like they didn't show. I'm sure there was like you know parts that got cut where he's like studying Jordan and testing out the shoes, which is like ah. It's not an action movies. <laughs> they didn't need that. They didn't need that in there. But it's almost nah. like the. It almost felt like he did that. He felt like he did that. Uh, and so, you know. But you know, the, the mom accepting the offer and, and adding the caveat. It was just like it, it reminds me of a story I've heard of. Uh, shoot, his name slips my mind. But he, the original Simba voice, uh, like uh, the, the dude uh, who's saying where his where. A, uh, Disney offered like I think like four million. You know, he's a kid. You know, four million could have done a lot, but you know, mom was like, "Nah, we want the royalties." And you know, he he talks about it where he's like, he's at to, up in this till this point, he's gotten that and then some. And so it's just like you know, just seeing that you know, you gotta you gotta have that vision, you know. And, oh, and absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I Long think term. like, yeah. I think that's, that's that's important, especially with athletes, to have people around you to have vision like that. Like LeBron James is not LeBron James without Gloria James, and there's something Gloria James that vision she put in him. Like you don't you don't just wake up with a vision, you know. You got to learn that, you know. And you know, I'm sure Jordan learned that from his mom too. Definitely. Um, and now getting to most memorable quotes I had. Don't forget about Nike. Also, play like magic, uh, dribble like Isaiah. Um, I know you can. I know you can't do what I do. Also, what's your last words? Just do it, and then finally, don't rush into any thoughts. Um, were, were there any kind of? So, you were the standout quotes, or maybe one or two um, that you thought were were um, the ones that resonate the most with the audience. Uh, I definitely that. Uh, I'm sorry if you just said this too, but the. We need you in the shoes to give our lives meaning, not mm, not so cool. you can have meaning. That was pretty. That was definitely. I mean, that was a good like. You know, you coming, you coming at people, and you believe in them. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be in deed and and a uh, word. And so that that felt. I felt that one. Uh, and then uh, you eat, we eat. Yep. You know, that was, you know, that was, that was a good, that was a good quote. And, you know, and it, you know, whether or not that's exactly what mom said or who, whoever, 
you know, it, it, it has paid the dividends uh, <laughs> up to this dividends, point because, yeah. Uh, yeah. It works. <laughs> and, you know, you remember by the rules you break. Uh, that, was, that was definitely a good one. Uh, that stupid quote, he jumped so high. <laughs> I was like, cringe. I was like, everybody felt the cringe. Yeah, the like, cringe was, was at all It was time. like, we know what you're saying, but yeah. But it's just like, you know, you can see the difference when people are like, Sonny has been working at this and, you know, other guys haven't. And so it's just like, you can tell. Uh, Sonny literally told, um, the Jordan family, uh, uh, Jordan's mom, like what the pitch was literally going to be, how they were going to come at it at, at them. Uh-huh. And it literally was that same way. Everything he said they were going to do, like that's the way they, they approached that family. Yeah, no, that was, that was, you know, but that, that was the thing. That was the, that was the blandness of the NBA, you know, all the rules they had. And you only could do this. You only could do that. You know, how long before they let players dunk, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, every time you gotta you gotta break some rules for them to be like, oh, this actually works, <laughs> and, and you know, you know, obviously, it, the rest is history in that regard. So, yeah, for sure. It, there's, there, yeah, there, there are a few quotes in there. And, and, and now getting into like, what did you like the most about the storyline? Um, to me, you know, how it was was able to trace the real life events of of the negotiations between Nike and Jordan. Just how how also visible and clear Jordan initially did want to join. Um, but but Sonny's you know persistent and, and convincing just really paid off in a way that it made Jordan feel as though this was a, a unique place to to, to be at and an entity to join. Uh, what particular element of, of this storyline uh, did you kind of like the most? I, I, I honestly liked how they didn't like focus on the Jordan character per se. They like the way they hit his face. They, they, they didn't, didn't even show. Him. Yeah, they didn't show his face. Like <laughs> yeah. They didn't, you know, and I'm not sure about, you know, Jordan, you know, just holding on to his license and everything. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, that aspect kind of like focused on the story. It, it, it brought the focus back on that story they're trying to tell. And it kind of like even for what I was saying from the beginning, how I was kind of side eyeing the movie. It's kind of like, OK, they're not going to just piggyback off the popularity of, you know, of Michael Jordan, uh, you know, as, as a gimmick for the movie, you know, because, you know, that's what they do. You know, that's what's going on right now. Social media, TikTok and other things where they're piggybacking off of, you know, people of color, uh, creativity and, and and stuff and, you know, getting popular for themselves. So I, I like that aspect of it. But like I said, like in the beginning, like that belief, like the yeah. way they the way Sonny believed in Jordan, everything he like, I put my career on the line, uh, you know. You know, it just it definitely felt like he's a gambling man, but you know, and then that the way he closed it with that speech was just like it's a contagious feeling, you know. Like I think consistency is important, and, and things that you do that you believe in, and no one else believed in him, but his consistent, he was consistent, persistent. You know, like he just kept going, like trying to push the story, and then. You know, every you know, piece by piece kept coming in. You know, yeah. you know, Phil comes like, all right, you can do, it. you can do it. I, you know, I, I, you know, I took a run. You know, you can, like he's talking about. You know, and, and so it's just like when you are consistent and the work that you put in shows 
that you believe what you say, you know, like, and then, but just believing in someone, uh, again, you know, obviously I'm a Heat fan, so I'm going to keep going back to Jimmy Butler. He's like, <laughs> but he's I, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Jimmy talk like this real, like really is like, you know, the belief that this team has in me and it's like, he's not like just giving you basketball cliches or like sports cliches, like. He's he's he he's really like found his place and is like found his niche unlock unlocking himself even more uh, because like they believe in him you know like hey we're gonna fight on the sideline we're gonna fight in practice but at the end of the day you you part of Heat family and they and they clearly treated him that way and that belief they have in him yeah and that belief is like I said contagious so he's putting that belief into his teammates. And so with the Jordan, with the Jordan, you know, that story, the air story is like Sonny's belief in, and I think the, the realization of, of, of how big that belief was is when he reaches for the shoe, when Jordan reaches for the shoe and just the way he's moving it, it's just like, he never seen anything like that. Like that was the first time they ever made the shoot. Like, you know, and I love the one, you know, you make the one prototype. Just, you know, because that Jordan, that, you know, I have a pair of that style Jordan, you know, like it, it's a popular, it's a popular look. Uh, and, you know, everybody's just been able to, you know, mimic it. But, you know, it's just like, oh, man, you can see him starting to believe in himself. Yeah, he's like, yeah. You know, like mom can, mom can be, mom can have that belief in, in, in Jordan all she wants to, but until I Jordan believes mm-hmm. in himself. You know, you can see that coming. You know, how, you know. I wish he was more like a LeBron in the sense where he, you know, gave some of that away. You yeah, know, but you keeping know. it. But it, it, it was the times he was in. You know, you got you got to you got to you can't be different you can't eras. Be, yeah, different eras. So absolutely. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that helped. That, that made that made it worth it. Like the, the movie, like that. Just make it like believing in something and being consistent about it, even if people think you're crazy. Like that, that's pretty dope. Yeah, definitely. Um, and getting to our last topic, 10 years from now, do you still think this will be a watch for intriguing? Um, it's interesting because, you know, th- this is this film just came out recently. Um, it's going to be one that many people are talking about on, on Amazon Prime now. Uh, people are going to be watching a lot of it. And I, and I think, you know, the simple storyline is something that's very easy to, it's very easy to, to rewatch. Like, like we said, it's not this long film, very drawn out. Um, it, very simple storyline, just, you know, reenacting real life events that took place. And I think this cast um, worked really well, not a four star film, but, but good enough yeah. to be one that you can, can go back and rewatch. How do you think th- this movie will age another decade from now? I mean, I think, I mean, I, I mean, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, Viola Davis, Chris Tucker, they've all made movies that are going to be greater than this. Uh, but I think because of their names, you know, it's something you're going to be like, I'll give it another watch. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to, if it's, you know, it's going to be rotating through the networks, you know, you might, you might give it another watch. Uh, you know, like, yeah, I mean, but like, even for me, like I, I typically don't necessarily go off of like the IMDB ratings or, you know, I, 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 I mostly kind of, if Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh, I feel like it's usually a good movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, like the way people 
you know, see, people I, are I the trust, ones who are going to. Rotten Tomatoes. I trust the right. Savon doesn't trust the Rotten Tomatoes the rating. I, I trust. I usually trust the Rotten Tomato rating because it's usually yeah, it's, it's I, saying it's going to be good. You know, I, I just went on there and, and I saw like another movie like I've never even heard of. that was 100. percent I'm like, I'm gonna have to check this out. <laughs> I'm like, come see, on, it's 100. See, see what's going on. <laughs> no misses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the audience is. You know, the critics are the critics, and you know, depending on you know what era they're from, they they're, they're going to be stuck in a mindset but the audience is the most uh diverse critics group critic group that you're going to have and so if you can get that many diverse people to agree that something is good i mean you know that that it's going to be good you know yeah Yeah. it says a lot and so you know i mean there have been some movies that have been affleck has done it's just been way too long for no reason you know i still will rewatch I don't know if you've seen The Town, but I still will rewatch The Town any point. I think that's all right. Joe, all right, Joe Mazzula. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I like <laughs> I mean, it. I, remember that. <laughs> I can't say that now because this man watches that four times a week, bro. Wow. Like, I'll stop on that if I'm like you know. Sometimes I'm I'm scrolling through the through the networks. You know, if it's if it's on, if it's like on a on a commercial network, I I'm gonna give it like maybe two commercials and I'm done. Listeners, that context has completely. Anybody who says they watch the town now are going to be called Joe Mazzula because that man rewatches it four times. It's like now put Very it in good. action, bro. Like, figure out, figure out, not figure out the game plan. Just, yeah, put it in the uh, game plan. You know. Before we close out, though, I mean, Matt Damon. You mentioned how, how much you like him as an actor. One of my favorite actors as well. Um, the Born, the whole Born trilogy. One of yeah. my favorite trilogies. Um, the Departed, another one up there. Like, are there any particular Matt Damon movies you would have as like, you know, your top favorites or your go-to's? I mean, the born the born ones have have been it for me. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I gotta admit, Ocean's Eleven through Thirteen. I'm a big Ocean's Ocean's trilogy. Ocean's yeah, Eleven. Yeah, I almost forgot that. about those. <laughs> I can't, I can't let that. I can't let that slide. <laughs> yeah, between those two, like those two. Uh, I mean, you got six that you can go back at any point. <laughs> Yeah, between the oceans and the borns, it's like yeah, I'm I'm good on on, on those. <laughs> I'm you know? good like, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I even like we brought a zoo. <laughs> I that, that, that was that was a uh, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I just I, I just thought him being in Thor was funny. Like, <laughs> like it was just. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was pretty funny. But yeah, those those uh those two franchises, Oceans and and Born, like you didn't have to make any more movies after that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you know, great great trilogies there. Yeah, those are pretty. Those are definitely pretty dope. Definitely. Um, well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm your host, Wellington Burns. Max, uh, thank you so much for being on. This was an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. You know, hopefully, we can do this again. Definitely. That wraps it up for tonight. I'm your host, Winston Burns. This has been Full Scope. See you later.